Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, this morning in our gospel, we hear about this guy named Herod the Tetrarch. So who is Herod the Tetrarch? Herod the Tetrarch was the king who was put in charge of the region that Jesus and his disciples lived in, right? So the region that they lived in was a region called Judea. Say Judea. The region of Judea. So Herod the Tetrarch was put in charge of this region. He was put in charge by the emperor of Rome. He was just... He wasn't a very strong leader. He was actually a very bad man. He was a very wicked man who was very concerned about holding on to his power. He was the one who, who arrested John the Baptist and had him killed. We hear about that a little bit in the gospel. So Herod the Tetrarch, this is what's going on this time. Herod is hearing all these reports. He's hearing about this person, this miracle worker, this wonder worker, this healer, this preacher, this teacher. And he's hearing these things and people are saying like, this, this is an amazing person. There's, some people are saying this is... This is one of the prophets come back from the dead. One of, the, one of, maybe it's Elijah come back from the dead. Some are saying it's even John the Baptist come back from the dead. And Herod's thinking, I know it's not John the Baptist. And I know that because I cut his head off. And when you do that, you don't come back. So Herod's wondering, who is this person? And there's this line at the end of the gospel. It says, and he kept trying to see him. And he kept trying to see him. That was the the line that that grabbed my attention as I was praying with this gospel, that Herod kept trying to see him. He was curious. He was interested. He he, he wanted to maybe see this preacher, this teacher for himself. He wanted to see this guy maybe do a miracle himself. There was a curiosity. He wanted to observe him. It, It brought up this memory as I was praying with this. It brought up this memory of when I was... When I was little, when I was in grade school, the movie The Lion King came out. Who's seen the movie The Lion King? Oh, one of the greatest movies. Okay, so the movie The Lion King came out. I was obsessed with The Lion King, okay? My mom, I made my mom take me to see it in the theater like five times, okay? So I loved The Lion King, and I became obsessed with everything having to do with lions. I loved lions. I had lion posters, lion stuffed animals. I had lions everywhere in my world. I loved lions. I think I wanted to be a lion. I was walking around going, Roar, and I would scare my brother. It was pretty great. So I was obsessed with lions. And then I remember one day my mom said, hey, you know, we can go see the lions at the zoo. They have lions that we can go see at the zoo. I'm like, they have lions that we can go see? I was, I was utterly flabbergasted. It was an amazing thing to find out. So we go to the zoo, make a beeline to the lion exhibit. And you have to picture me. I'm like six years old, seven years old. I've got my face like smashed up against the glass like this. And I breathe like... And then there's like all this fog coming around, right? And I'm looking at these lions. They're like from, like from me to Mitchell. Like they're that far away. And I'm like, that's a lion, right? It was amazing. The thing was just lying there, you know, falling asleep. And then it would go, like huge teeth. You know, you can picture it, right? You can picture it? Yeah, okay. So absolutely amazed by seeing this lion at the zoo. I got my face pressed against the glass. They got a lot of glass at zoos, right? It's like, like right here. Someone's going to have to clean this. But this is me. I was like watching these lions right here. I was amazed. Now you have to imagine. Okay, so all this glass at the zoo. What is the purpose of the glass? 
at the zoo? What's the purpose of the glass? To keep the animals away from harming the people, right? To keep the animal over there and me over here, right? Like, if I was there up against the glass, imagine if all of a sudden the glass just, like, disappeared. How do you think I would feel? What noise do you think I would make? Do you think I would just go, ah? I'd be going, ah, right? And I'd be running away, right? The lion would be looking, that looks like lunch, right? The glass keeps you safe. Like, I wanted, I wanted to see the lions. I wanted to see the lions, but behind glass, right? Like, lion, you stay over there. I'm going to stay over here, right? I don't want to get too close to the lions. That's ridiculous. I don't want to get too close. That, I think, is a lot like Herod. Stay with me. This is what I think was going on with Herod. And I think, actually, like a lot of us sometimes, too, when it comes to Jesus, like, I'm interested in seeing Jesus. Herod was interested in seeing Jesus, but, like, from a distance. Like, Jesus, you stay over there, and I'll be over here. I don't want you to get too close, right? I think that's how a lot of us kind of approach the Lord, especially when it comes to mass or discipleship or prayer. Like, yeah, I'm curious about Jesus. I'm interested in Jesus. He does some cool things, walks on water, makes a lot of bread, you know, all those sorts of things. But I don't know if I want him to get too close. If Jesus gets close, then things might have to change about the way I live. Things might have to change about me, right? We want to see Jesus like we want to see lions, but that's not what Jesus wants. Jesus, guys, Jesus, he's not a threat to us like a lion would be a threat to me. He's good and he's trustworthy. And the closer he gets, the more alive I become. I told you a few weeks ago when I had the school mass that this year, Father Joe and I, one of the goals that we have is we want to take you deeper. We want to take you deeper. Remember, say deep. deep. That's where we want to take you. We want to take you deeper this year. Right? Remember that gospel where Jesus tells Peter, throw the net over the other side of the boat, put out into the deep. There's no place deeper than your heart. When I talk about your heart, I'm talking about that, that place in you where you're alone with yourself, your thoughts, where, where God can speak. The deepest place in you. It's where you have your hopes and your dreams and your fears, the things you think about. It's that place in you where it's where you are. There's no place deeper than your heart, which means if we're going to go deep this year, we have to go deep into our hearts. Say heart we want to go into our hearts. That's where Jesus wants to go. He wants to get into our hearts. So what I want to do here for a second is I just want to like, I want to invite you to go with me into the deep with Jesus who wants to get into our hearts a little bit. And I want to do a little imaginative prayer. This is, this is not something that's just like, oh, you better be a priest to do this. No, any one of us can do this. This is how I pray every single day. So just humor me. Close your eyes for a second. Our imaginations, it's an amazing gift that God gave us. It's not simply where we make things up. It's, it's, the, place where, it's the place in our minds, it's the place in our soul that, that that's where God can speak. That's where he interacts with us. That's where he can give us images. That's where he can give us words. That's where he can show us a picture of himself. Like That's where God speaks in our imagination. So right now in your imagination, I want you to go in your imagination to your like favorite place to be. Maybe it's a a favorite spot in your house, a favorite corner of the couch. Maybe it's a 
favorite place in the woods, maybe a favorite spot, a vacation spot on the beach. But put yourself in that favorite place. And just notice right now in your imagination what it feels like to be in that place. Is the sun shining on you? Is the wind blowing? What is the fabric of the couch feel like? All of a sudden, I want you to notice as you look up that you see Jesus walking towards you. He's approaching you. He's coming to sit with you, to be with you in your favorite place. And he sits down next to you right now. I want you, the first thing that you notice is that the kindness on his face You notice how bright his eyes are. His eyes seem to be smiling. And he's looking at you. And he says to you, he says, how are you? And you do what we usually do, which is say, I'm fine, I'm doing good. And he says, no, 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 no. How are you? And you think and you start to say, Jesus, there's there's something that I'm struggling with. Or maybe it's Jesus, there's something I've been afraid of. Or Jesus, there's something that's really hard in my life right now. Whatever that is, whatever that is, because we've all got something, I want you to tell him about it. I'm going to give you a few seconds in your imagination, tell Jesus about that thing. As you're telling him, I want you to notice how he looks at you as you're talking. And after you've done shared with him, I just want you to say, again, in your imagination, in your heart, Jesus, is, is there anything about this that you want to tell me? Is there anything you want to say to me? Friends, open your eyes with me. I don't want anyone to raise your hand, but just... Like, that's, that's how Jesus wants to get close. He wants to get close to your heart. He wants to get close to your life. He wants to get close to the things that you struggle with. He wants to get close to the things that you find hard or scary or confusing. He wants to get close to you. Because he loves you, and he loves your life. He loves you, and he loves your life, and he's concerned. He'll never say to you, well, just suck it up. Get over it. That's not him. 
That's not Jesus. Herod just simply wanted to see Jesus from a distance. Like, I wanted to see the lions at the zoo from a distance. That's not what Jesus wants. That's not what he wants. He wants to get close. And just in a moment, in a moment, in a moment, in a moment, that same Jesus who just spoke to us in our imaginations, that same Jesus is going to become present on this altar in bread and in wine so that he could literally get inside of you. That's letting him get real close. So that thing, that situation, that conversation you just had with Jesus, he wants to get right in that with communion. So my brothers and sisters, again, the invitation is always, always from the heart of Jesus, let me get close. Let me get close. And it's always up to us to say yes. We can keep him at a distance or we can let him get close. And I promise you, the closer you let him get, the more alive your life will be. Amen?